and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. We're David and Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, we'll be discussing the importance of goals for Christian parents, (laughs) and everyone else for that matter. David's going to share the four layers of goal setting and how you can implement those into your own life and daily routine. Oh, you guys, the massive difference that will make in your lives. And even when we were trying to decide whether or not we were going to homeschool, this is the pathway that we went down when we were trying to decide to homeschool. These goals and this kind of structure to to goals was what directed our decisions as our kids were growing up and even now. This would be a great podcast to listen to as a couple or at least both of you listen to and then discuss. So grab your spouse and let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is actually episode 28 of the Homeschooling Families podcast and We are just really thrilled to be able to sit down and talk to you guys, share some of the things that the Lord is teaching us or putting on our hearts. So thank you guys for joining us. We look forward to lots more conversations in the days ahead. But the reason that I bring up the fact that this is episode 28 is that for a lot of the episodes, if not most of the episodes, we come in absolutely knowing where we need to go and what we need to talk about. And it always, without exception, seems like there is something that comes up just before that is designed by, I believe, the enemy to distract us, to pull us off task, to put us in a mindset that makes it impossible for us to share our hearts with you. And, and, That is just a regular thing, but it doesn't just happen with our podcast. And that's really the importance of what we're talking about today, because it's it's the the reason that we are moving forward with this is we have a goal. We have a desire, a mission to equip your families and to to encourage and and help you guys as, as God is whipping us into shape with different things. And, and so that goal actually keeps us moving forward, uh, despite the hiccups, despite the frustrations or the technology or whatever else that could go awry. And so we wanted to talk to you guys today specifically about the importance of goals and how they impact your mission, how they impact the way that you parent, how they impact the way that you move forward in everything that you do. So that is that's our discussion well i I think that we ought to uh, talk about why they're important you know and i think the first thing is is that a goal is actually shows intentionality so so many parents out there that we talk to and even us to a point we just kind of float you get caught up in the current and everything that's going on around you and uh, you're you're assaulted you have so much that's going on and you have children. So the more children that you have, the more interruptions you have because they always seem to need stuff, right? I mean, you know, I know uh, children just are like that. They're right? just needy. They're just needy. And so you end up getting distracted and it throws you off. And so there needs to be this extra effort of thinking through where am I going? Why am I doing this? Uh, the other reason why goals would be important is that. And you need to intentionally set them. You need to intentionally think about these things is that uh, let's talk through homeschooling, for instance. And we talk about moms and dads that may have a different point of view. Should you be homeschooling? Should you not? Mm. And there are some uh, families out there that the mom is adamant that they need to homeschool and the dad is uh, adamant that they don't, but he's kind of given in and said, okay, fine, you do this, but you're on your own. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah. And I think that uh, goals really help this kind of a conversation because no longer, if you set a goal and you are intentional and you kind of talk through what your goal is with your kids, then the conversation goes to what is the best way to achieve those yeah. goals. And so when you sit down with mom, uh, with, with uh, your husband or your wife, or even your in-laws or your mom or dad or uncle or an aunt or whoever it might be, 
the conversation is no longer about should you be homeschooling, should you not? It is, here is my goal. What is the best way to achieve yeah. that goal? Yep. And so uh, that's, that's the other thing to kind of think about is that when you set goals, you now have this reason for doing the things that you do. And so when you are in discussions with other people that are in your life, you can talk to them in terms of this is the goal and this is where we're going now. What is the best way to achieve that? Then there's these other aspects of these moms that we talk to at some of our events that are just, they're overwhelmed. They, um, they're, they're struggling. They, are, uh, they, they have lost their excitement for what they're doing. And if you set a goal, you think about that goal. And that goal becomes this mark that you're reaching for that is something that you're emotionally invested in. And it really helps during those really difficult days. And everybody has difficult days. Well, and another thing, just as we're setting the foundation for why goals are so important, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was reading some of the entries from the Heart School Scholarship concept, our, uh, program. And a, a lot of people have mentioned both in that, but through the years of the guilt that they feel for some of the things that they do. They feel like they should be doing something else. They have all of these things crowding into your, your mind and, and all the moms out there understand there's never one line of thought for us ladies, or if you can do that, God bless you. I cannot. There's always 16,000 things that I'm thinking about. And so 16,000 ways that I can get distracted, 16,000 or 15,999 things I'm not doing and feeling the guilt about not doing. And that is a huge burden and a distraction that I think a lot of us moms carry. Whereas when I stop, kind of step back, draw a line in the sand and think, what is my goal for this day? What is my ultimate goal for this conversation? What is my goal for this child? Whatever it is, then I am able to narrow down that 16,000 tabs that are open in my brain and really, really focus in on what is most important. And that guilt fades away because I am really, really interacting with the thing that is going to make me closer to my ultimate goal. And so it really does go a long way towards bringing clarity, towards releasing guilt, towards giving focus on what you should do, towards shutting down all those extra tabs that are running in your brain. These goals are amazingly powerful. And, and it can give you back time because when you think about, I have this goal, what you start to do is you start to actually eliminate the things that don't serve that goal. Right. And so it actually gives you back time because you're not trying to do 16, you know, more than you can do at yep. one time. You're right? saying I can't do 16,000 things? I, I, I think I, I could. I, <laughs> you know I can't. So I can only do one thing at a time. And I mean, and I think we're kind of typical uh, husband and wife in this aspect. I think about one thing at a time and you're thinking about like 100 things at a time. And um, you can only do so much at once, right? You can only do one thing at any one given moment, but you may be able to think about three or four other things. But Overwhelm comes in when you get beyond that or uh, what you're able to bear in any one moment or you more than you can possibly ever get done in one single day. And then you have that guilt and you have that problem where you're thinking about the things that you get and didn't get done or you are constantly trying and you're doing things that you're not good at. And that's a big part of overwhelm as well, because everybody has weaknesses and they have strengths and you want to be doing more of the things that you're strong at. And when you're doing a lot of things that you're weak at, you feel this overwhelm. Yeah. Right. And so there's, there's some of the reasons why you may want to have goals. Goals actually direct you. Um, the truth is, is that a goal really is just a direction. And so in your life, you're kind of like a ship. Right. In a ship, you are always floating. A ship is always going to be floating. It's going to be going in one direction or another. There is no such thing as a ship that is completely stationary. And so you have to set a direction. You have to steer it in some way. And 
That's what a goal is. A goal is actually purposely taking advantage and intentionally setting what that direction is going to be. If you don't intentionally take control of that scenario or whatever is happening in your life and you don't intentionally set a goal, you're going to float and you're going to float towards things that are convenient, things that are just your tendencies. For instance, let's say that you have a tendency towards comfort and security even if the comfort and security that, it, that you're, you're reaching for is not good for you. I mean, let's, let's go completely to the other end. Let's say it's alcohol and alcohol gives you comfort and security. You are going to be moving in that direction. And so what I'm saying is, is that you have to intentionally say that this is what I want to achieve. And this is the direction that I'm going to move. And I'm going to start pushing things out of my life that do not achieve that goal. And so if you don't do that, you're going to float into negative things. You're going to float. You're going to start listening to uh, voices. You're going to listen to people that are distractors. You're going to listen to people that insult you, that tear you down, that tell you you're not doing the right thing because you want to be, you want praise. I mean, that's a natural thing, right? And so if you don't intentionally set your, where you want to go, you're going to float to wherever the lowest common denominator is or what you just kind of desire in your life. Well, and one of the things that comes in when you are floating is you generally get to the, you know, there, there comes a moment in that float where you realize you're not where you want to be. And that's a really frustrating place to find yourself. So setting goals and and looking at everything in your life through the lens of these goals is really going to direct your trajectory every single day. So let's talk for the next few minutes about what are those levels of goals and what do they actually look like for families? Well, and, and I think starting off, a lot of the families, we've actually asked the question of the families, what are your goals for homeschooling your kids? What are your goals in life? And the goals came back uh, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, they were really great goals. Yeah, and they so they, they, by and large, what we have seen is, is that most of the families that are even listening to this podcast or are at our events, their top goal of what they want to achieve in homeschooling is really excellent. I mean, it is, you know, tying into the calling of what Jesus Christ and it has for you, of um, uh, thinking about a legacy, raising kids that love the Lord, mm-hmm. raising kids that want to be um, reproducible Christians, um, that their their goals seem to be right in line with exactly where we th- have thought about when we were raising our yeah. kids. A lot of times the problem comes in when they start trying to uh, applying that goal into the other areas of their right. life, things start kind of getting difficult. At and that what point. does that actually look like yeah. in the in the weeds, in yeah. the minutia of your daily That's life? That's right. And so what the goals, really well-constructed goals have four layers. And the top layer, we're going to call the crazy layer. And the crazy layer is what uh, is something that you're emotionally invested in. It is something that you really care about. It's big. And a lot of times this goal, this crazy layer of your goal is long term and it's difficult to measure. And uh, but it's something that you're emotionally invested in. It's something that gets you really excited when you think about your life after you achieve this goal you think about how wonderful it's going to be and it's something that gets you really pumped up and excited on a day-to-day basis um so that's for families cra- what what would a crazy goal look like well for christian families the truth is is that for christian families you've already been given that goal and that goal is going to be in deuteronomy 6 and it's going to be in matthew 28 It's going to be about uh, bringing your children to Christ. It's going to be about raising the next generation of world changers that love the Lord and are going to fight. And almost you think about this warrior element to them where they are going to be a part of God's kingdom Hmm. and expanding his kingdom. And that gets you really excited. At least it should. Oh, yeah. 
right? And so um, that is that is what your goal should be. And that should be the crazy layer of your goal. Now, the real strength of the crazy layer is also its weak point. And what I meant by that is, is that the strength of the crazy layer is that it is really big. Mm. It is out there. It's mm. something that you are emotionally invested in, but it's also something that is very difficult to measure. It's, it's something that, that you, it's just very difficult to, to come up with the points. And therefore, the next layer that you should come up with when, you, when you're talking through your crazy layer and what your goal is, you have the crazy layer and the next layer would be the concrete layer. And the concrete layer is just another part of your goal. It doesn't get into what you're going to do. It gets into when you see these things that are measurable and that you can touch and that you can actually see mm-hmm. are visible, it's going to indicate to you that you are either on your way to achieving your crazy goal or that you have achieved your crazy goal. And so these are things that you can actually see and touch. So if your goal is for your children to come to know the Lord, if for them to be part of God's kingdom, what kind of things are you going to observe observe in them that is either going to show that you are well on your way to achieving your crazy goal or that you have achieved your crazy goal? And so like some of the things that we had was um, uh, uh, we would talk about uh, um, our children come to know the Lord. They would actually uh, pray the sinner's prayer. Yeah. Our goal, uh, we would pray constantly about our children not rejecting the Lord. So as soon as they understood what the gospel was or is, they would accept it. They would say, I want that. And they would pray in that way. We would hear that prayer. Um, well, and just to build on that, our kids, as most of you all now know, are are much older. They're you know almost twenty one to fourteen, and so that same prayer: may they never reject the Lord, may they never turn their back, may they never rebel. That is the same thing. They have all made the decision to to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as a saving matter. They have made that decision when they were younger. Now that same prayer is, may they never rebel. May they never stop walking with Jesus day by day. So so that particular concrete goal kind of grows along with them. That's right. And that's the other thing is, is that these concrete goals can change as your children change in age or change in maturity or or whatever. Um, I mean, some of the other ones when our kids were, were much younger, that they would learn the books of the Bible and we would actually spend time teaching them the books of the Bible because we wanted them to be um, very at home in the exactly. Bible. They, you know, when, when pastor was standing up on, on behind the pulpit uh, or one of their teachers in Sunday school or whatever, and they gave what, uh, what the reference was, our children would be able to hit their Bible and know where to go. And well, we also wanted them to love the word of God. Right. And so we would give them a Bible that had a lot of pictures in it. It was a children's Bible when they were five or six. And then we would tell them that when they learned the books of the Bible in order, we would buy them another Bible. And uh, a lot of times they would be a little older when they were learning the books of the Bible. They would start reaching kind of that middle school age. And it was funny because they would start actually looking at it as a goal. They wanted that new Bible. And we would take them, once they learned the books of the Bible, we would take them out and we would allow them to go pick pick out their own Bible. And um, then when they got to be 16 years old, you had a Bible that you had actually written in that you handed to them. It was a journaling Bible. Right. And you had spent a year um, writing in that Bible and then you would give them that Bible. Yeah, that is actually one of the best projects I have ever done. Um, and that's a story for another day, but I'll definitely do a podcast. I've done videos and teaching on that, but that particular gift of the Bible when they're turning 16 has proven to be a treasure for them. But the way that it allowed me as I prayed, it was more than a year because I actually read through the whole Bible, praying for them, writing what I believe God would have me share in each passage to them. The, the insight that God gave me into their hearts and into who they were during that exercise is 
irreplaceable. And um, so, yeah, that that definitely went towards making our goals um, and, well, and, and, and so tracking the concrete, our goals. And the concrete goal there was that they would value their Bible, yes. right? And that they would look forward to getting it and that they would learn the books of the Bible. That would be another one of those marks because they would were reaching to be able to get a brand new Bible. Um, and another one would be that they would uh, learn a lot of verses um, and they would be able to recite these verses to us. And uh, we, we had the goal of them actually learning lots and lots of verses. Right. And that part of that is just that they would be biblically literate, that they would understand what, what all of these verses meant in context and how to use them and apply them to their daily lives. So uh, all of these individual things, like he was talking about, these are these are measures of a much bigger holistic Yeah, so goal. what we're giving here is not only the concrete goal, but we're giving the why did we choose this concrete goal because of what it indicated in the hearts of our kids right. and what we were trying to foster and cultivate. And so the concrete goal would be that they learned, they knew a lot of verses, that they would spend the time to, to learn verses. Um, the other one was is that they would enjoy church in the main worship service, not just in their age-specific church service. Um, we wanted them to actually enjoy being in the main service. Well, and enjoy being with, with God's people of all ages. That was... Um, it, it's very, very awesome to see um, older believers investing in the lives of children or of teenagers and really, truly knowing them. And and that is something that, you know, when we're always all separated, you miss out on that. So, so to make sure that they were comfortable in that service, but also that they were building relationships with those who were older and younger than them was a really big deal. Yeah. And the other one was, is that they would, they would actually serve in a church or ministry in some fashion. And so um, they would be willing to uh, play the piano on Sunday night during offertory or that they would uh, usher in the service or that they would be willing to work in the nursery or that they would be able to volunteer in some way at some sort of a shelter or uh, provide food to people that really needed it or they, that they would serve in some way. And that is a visible uh, a sign that you are well on your way to achieving this crazy goal. Well, because if we are called to God, love God and love others more than ourselves, then all of these things should start lining up. And and for those of you with very young children, I want to encourage you, these are all spread out. You don't get every single one of these markers at the same time. In fact, I wrote in the Teach Them Diligently book about a rubric of sorts that I saw as Paul was writing to Timothy in the, the epistles that he wrote there. But you see this growth trajectory in your children, and it is really, really awesome and such reason for celebration. But if you're not focused in on that goal, you're going to miss a lot of these steps along the way. And you're not going to be praising God for them. You're not going to be really investing and focusing in on taking them to the next step because you're just kind of floating like we talked about before. Yeah. So another one of them would be um, that we would um, that we wanted our kids to actually uh, share uh, who Christ was, that they would witness to others and that they would actually lead somebody to Christ because there are a lot of Christians out there that have never told anybody about Christ. Yeah. And not only that, but they have never led somebody to Christ. And so that was one of our goals as well. Well, and that comes along a lot too from being comfortable talking about Jesus. That's and right. so you, you begin to see how all of these things weave together as they're memorizing verses and they're saying them, as they are um, engaging with, with older and younger people in the main worship service. All of these things are breaking down walls that then as they get older, they're much more comfortable talking about things of the Lord with other people as God presents them the opportunity. So I, I, again, we've gone through a lot of the kind of goals that we, we've we had, but if you spend time and you kind of think about this, okay, our crazy goal is that they become reproducible believers in Jesus Christ and that they love the Lord and they are part of his kingdom. And th that if you think about that as your crazy goal, then you start thinking back through on your concrete goals. What kind of things are we going to see in our children when we are on our way to actually achieving our goal or that we have achieved our goal? Yeah. And so what are those things going to be? And you can go through 
the same exercise. What are the kind of things that we are going to see and why? You know, uh, one of our goals, another one would be that they were singing in church because we felt like that if they loved the Lord and that was in their heart, that it would come out in song and it wouldn't be like this wrestling match in them when they were, when the songs came up. Now, I know that there's somebody out there that is saying, well, people can fake song, but that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that this is the kind of thing that you would see is that you would see somebody that enjoyed singing about the Lord. Well, we've all looked around the service and seen countenances of people who we know very well are, are, are not loving where they find themselves right there. And so the, the, we've always told our children that what is in your heart is going to come out. We are always going to be able to see that. And that is just one of those um, visible ways when you see someone singing joyfully, it is generally very indicative of a joy that is in their heart. Um, before we move on to the next layer of goals, I will just briefly hit and run on the fact that a, another way that you can track that goal is really truly how they get along with their siblings. Um, we spent a lot of time while they were younger reinforcing to them that that these people that God put in their family are the very people that God intended to put in their family. And these are their best friends for life. And and so we had really a, a zero tolerance policy for fighting and for bickering and for um, different things like that. So that now as they're older, they are truly, truly dear friends. And if, I, if you watch our Instagram at all, you'll see their they just have an awful lot of fun together. And that is a that's a blessing to our heart. But we also know that long term that is going to serve them well. And it teaches our younger ones, again, looking outside of themselves, it's not all about me. Their first peer group, their first group of people that they can exercise those one another passages in scripture is truly with their their siblings. So um, for those of you with youngers, really focus in on those sibling relationships because it is so worthwhile. So we've got the crazy goals and the concrete goals. What is next? Uh, well, it's the, uh, the control there. Okay. Right? It is you're trying to bring as much into your control as you possibly can. So what can you control? And the uh, um, I mean, we've all had the experience of um, laying out what your week is going to look like on Sunday night. And then you hit Monday morning and it completely goes off the rails almost immediately. And so the point of this goal, because there really is a lot of things that are not under your control. Mm. Um, it, it, there are going to be lessons that take much longer to teach than what you expect. There's going to be people who uh, come to your house unannounced that is going to throw you off. There's going to be the dog is going to get sick. There's going to be there's going to be things that are going to happen in your life. that are going to throw you off. But there are things that you can control that um, actually keep you on task. Um, and so let's take, for instance, that one of your concrete goals is going to be that your children um, learn and memorize verses. Well, you're going to put them into situations where they are going to learn and memorize those verses. Have the opportunity and, and incentive. That's and all right. Those things. So yes. like, for instance, we had uh, on Mondays, uh, we would take our kids to a program called 252 that the kids loved. Um, we were just putting them in situations where they would learn and memorize verses. We put them into several programs like yeah, that. Yeah, Awana, even, Kids for Truth. There are a lot of different different ways that you can really and, spur and, them on. Yeah, I mean, and this is just a, a, an example. But, I mean, again, if you have, let's say if you have the a goal, a concrete goal that your children are going to, or one of your, your children before they leave the home is going to lead somebody to Christ, you're going to put them in situations in which they are going to have that opportunity. So whether that is uh, counseling at a camp or working at an evangelism uh, a meeting, um, whatever that might be, you're going to actually put them in those situations in which they're going to have the opportunity to lead somebody to Christ. You're not just going to sit back and you're going to go, I have this goal and I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to hope that it is met. You're going to actually try to put them in situations where those things come about. And that's going to be your goal. 
And so you're going to try to do whatever you can to try to shepherd them and direct them in a way that those goals have the best chance to be met. And that's what the control layer is really about, is that you're going to spend a lot of time trying to do that. Again, um, travel. You know, we used to do business travel all the time. And we would, um, if we had a meeting in the morning, we would fly in the night before rather than wait until the morning, fly out early, early morning, and then hope that you get there. And then you know, you have a few hours to spare to be able to travel. You're going to hope that the plane, you're not going to have mechanical problems, that there's not going to be delays, that there's a lot of things that are out of your control. So you're going to try to put, give yourself the best chance if you're traveling for business. You're going to try to put yourself in the best chance to actually be there at the meeting that you have on time. So you're going to fly in the night before. Um, if you have the goal of actually eating really good meals, um, you might may do a lot of preparation the night before because once you get into the next day, who knows what's going to happen. And so you're going to, you're going to put as many things under your control as right. you possibly can. Well, and if you kind of step back and look at it from a strictly like a homeschooling family perspective too, um, back to the business trips that he was alluding to. Now, he was talking about generally when he went without us because we didn't fly with him. But a lot of times once we started homeschooling, we would travel with him. Well, one of our goals for our children was that they would know history, that they would understand context for things and that kind of thing. So when we would travel with David, one of the things that I always did was find places, historic places, museums, different things that I could take the children to as field trips while we were traveling so that they would have a broader view of the history that they either had learned in textbooks or would eventually learn in textbooks. And so that is just another very practical homeschooly way that you you set up your days, you set up your intentionality about different opportunities to meet that goal. So I mean, let's take that a little bit further because you have the goal of raising children to love the Lord. You um, you believe that the Lord has basically given that ministry, given that calling to the parents to be the ones that actually translate into to communicate back to the kids who Jesus Christ is, um, why he came to earth. What does it mean to be redeemed? Um, what is your role in the earth? You believe the parents, that is your role and that is your calling. And so if you believe that, you're going to put yourself and your kids in position where they're going to be with you more, not less. And so therefore, um, fathers, you're going to organize your travel in such a way that you're going to be gone less and you're going to take your kids and your family with you on business trips as much as you possibly can. Uh, You uh, believe that... Um, and it, it's a good idea to be a part of a really good church, right? You believe that your crazy goal is that you are to set your children at Jesus at the feet of Jesus Christ, that um, you're, you want your children to be part of God's kingdom. Therefore, they should enjoy being part of services. Uh, they should sing in church. They should be uh, have a ministry in church. That's the concrete goal. Therefore, what are you going to do as a parent? Well, you're going to do everything that you can to be a member and be a part of a good church. You're not just going to float out there. You're not just going to stick with something that doesn't serve that role and hope that your children one day want to be a part of that church. You're going to go to a church that teaches and, and actually helps you meet that crazy goal. And meets that concrete goal. And so you're going to take control of those circumstances. There was one time that we were living, uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say where yeah. we were living. Away uh, from we, here. We won't, yeah, we won't talk about that. But uh, we, we, I will say that we actually moved because we struggled to find a church in that particular city. Yes. And so I remember going to the boss and saying, we're going to need to leave. And this is the reason why. And I actually was very forthright with them. And it turned out that they actually um, uh, found a way to move us. 
and they paid for the move, but which is an amazing miracle. But we were, um, and we were intent on putting our kids in a situation where they would be a part of a church because we felt like that was important to be a part of a church that we were supportive of, that we would like going to, that would teach our kids the right things that would reinforce what we were teaching at home and would also feed us Mm -hmm. as their parents. And so we took control of that particular situation and we decided to just go ahead and we moved. And we did the same sort of thing when we talked about you coming home. And it, it's you start kind of thinking through what you want to do and what you are going to do based on what your crazy goal is, what you want to see in terms of your concrete goals. And then you are actually going to take certain actions, taking control of the situation because it actually supports everything above that. And so that's what the control layer is about, is that you are taking control of as much as you possibly can because it puts, it kind of tips the scales in favor of you um, seeing your crazy goal met. Well, and, and again, just to inject kind of some homeschool elements here, one of the things that I try to bring out in the Heart School course is how your foundation, how these goals that you have been given, this calling that is on your life, how this looks in the way that you choose curriculum, in the way that you choose co-ops and groups and opportunities and what you participate in and all of these, how you set up your day. This is Those are really, really indicative of this control layer because, for example, if I really want to make sure that my children are growing up understanding a biblical worldview and knowing what God's word says about different things. I'm going to choose curriculum that is in line with that. I'm not going to confuse them by bringing something into our home that I have to overcome. That's one of the reasons why a public school situation is so confusing for children because they're learning one thing at at school and you're having to undo the teaching at home so much. But so often if you're not careful and you're not very discerning in what you choose for your children as far as what you're teaching them, you're really setting them up for the same kind of a confusion that they would get if they were not being homeschooled. So um, the way that you choose curriculum, the way that you make decisions about all of these different things are truly indicative of that control layer um, of, of how you're you're setting the stage to accomplish those those bigger, bigger goals. Most definitely. And you can actually, you can go through every single element of your life and you can actually uh, evaluate it in this way. Uh, Let's take your marriage, for instance. We have the crazy goal of, um, of, of bringing our kids to Christ. And we start going through the concrete layer of different things that we want to see in our kids how they um, have a relationship with each other, how they have relationships with others. How do they choose who they're going to marry when they get older? And you start thinking through, okay, my crazy goal is this to bring them to Christ. Therefore, my concrete goal is this. Therefore, my control layer is going to be, we're going to do everything we possibly can to have a good marriage because that good marriage is going to illustrate to our kids the relationship that uh, Jesus Christ has with the church and we uh, and that's going to illustrate to our children how they are supposed to interact when they get older and they're married themselves what kind of relationship whether it's you know just a, a loving relationship that they are supposed to have with their siblings and with other believers and then also what kind of relationships they are to have with Christ and God and so that you can go through every layer of what your is in your life and you can actually apply these goals, right? My goal is my crazy layer goal is this, my concrete goal. These are the things that we want to see. And you can go, we didn't give you a comprehensive list of every single concrete goal that you should have, or even that we have. We were just trying to give examples right. and the way we arrived at those, but here is what your concrete goal is. And then here is your everyday or your um, your control layer. These are the things that you want to put under your control. And these are the things that you want to do to tip the scales and making your goals uh, uh, more 
uh, uh, achievable, right? And then the next layer of that is going to be the everyday layer. And so your crazy layer goal is uh, this. It is to um, uh, bring your children to Christ. Your concrete layer are, I know that I have achieved my goal, my crazy layer goal, when I see these things, or I'm on my way to achieving my crazy layer goal. Uh, that's your concrete layer. Then you have the control layer. Because I have this concrete goals that I want to see, and because I have this crazy layer, I'm going to do these things. And then that translates into what kind of habits am I going to set up on a day-to-day -day basis that is going to make my control layer easier to realize, my, my concrete layer easier to realize, and my crazy layer easier to realize. And this is when you get into habits, things that you want to do every single day. And that could be devotions, reading my Bible every single day. That could be prayer. I'm going to pray about these things every single day. I'm going to set up a prayer schedule. I'm going to pray about this on Monday. I'm going to pray about these things on Tuesday. I'm going to set up and pray about these things on Wednesday. I am going to sit down with my kids around the table every single morning, and we're going to talk about what they're learning. And I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to encourage them to read their own Bible, but they're going to see me reading my Bible. Um, I'm going to, uh, go to bed every night at this time and make sure I get plenty of rest. And I'm going to get up at this time every single morning because it gives me time to be able to do the things that I want to do. And you just kind of go through all of these habits. I'm going to get exercise because it gives me the energy that I need so that I'm able to get through all the stuff that God has for me. I'm going to, and you start going through all these habits. And so the way the questions kind of run is you say, I have, God has given me this crazy layer goal, this calling, and I want to achieve that. And because I want to achieve that and because I want to see that done, here are the kind of things that I'm going to witness and I'm going to see and I'm going to do and I'm going to see in the, the, my children when I have achieved my crazy layer goal or I'm on my way to achieving my crazy layer goal. And then what kind of things am I going to do? What kind of things am I going to put under my control? And you're going to put as many things under your control as you possibly can that feed into your concrete layer and your crazy layer. And then you're going to go, what kind of things am I going to do as a habit? What am I going to do every single day? And you start setting those things up as well. And you structure those in a way that they feed everything above it. So you remember when I said way back at the beginning about the guilt and the way that this really um, moves that guilt of what you are and are not doing out of the way. Well, when you have everything in line and you're answering these questions about all of these different activities, then you see why you're spending time on, you know, exercise, investing in your own body. That's one thing that I know for us moms, it's easy to overlook because that's that's something that is only, we see only impacting us. But the fact of the matter is, if I am not fit for service, if I don't have the energy to keep up with my children, if I don't have the clarity of thought that to actually engage with them, then I'm not as effective in my bigger layer goals. Um, you, you know, the, the detours that you take with your children, well, my goal is to prepare them in every way, spiritually, academically, emotionally, every way to walk through whatever doors God opens for us, then taking those detours, having those heart conversations, dealing with um, issues as they come up, even at the risk of walking away from school for a while, it is a worthwhile detour and is probably the most important conversation you'll have in the whole day. But then you're able to teach the character of going back. And so it actually strengthens your your other purpose of preparing them academically to walk through whatever door God opens. So you get such clarity on why you do, why you make every single little everyday decision when you look at them in light of your goals, that it really truly brings peace and clarity like you just can't even imagine. Yeah. And so if you were to, let's take for instance, that you start thinking about that you are going to, um, uh, whether or not you're doing a good job homeschooling. 
and you have this curriculum and your goal is I need to do a good job homeschooling. Therefore, I need to get through this curriculum. You see the way you're kind of uh, looking at your success. You're looking at what your goal is. If, if you don't set this up correctly and so you say this curriculum is going to teach me how to homeschool well. And therefore, your goal is going to be I got to get through this book. Therefore, if I don't get through this book, I'm a failure. And so it actually uh, doesn't help you at all. And so you got to kind of think through, this is what my crazy layer, this is what I want to achieve. And this is what I believe God has given me to do. And then you go through and you say, what do I want to see? What uh, is going to show me that I'm on the right pathway? Therefore, I'm going to do these things. And it's going to inform a lot of things that you do below that. And so that is going to be something that is going to actually serve you very well. And this is really important stuff because we actually get off track so easy. Yep. And there's so many things that are coming after you and it just kind of shoves you off task. And you have to constantly think about it. And that's one of the reasons I think yesterday when I did the uh, when we did the homeschool family bites, um, I mentioned that you needed to take your crazy lair goal and you need to break it down in very simple, uh, uh, very simple things that are easy for you to understand, almost cliche, mm-hmm. you know, that it's just something that you can always use as a filter. So you can almost look at things in your life as how does this help me do X? And it's something that is extremely easy to remember. And so I actually kind of broke it down to, you know, setting your children at Jesus's feet. You're bringing your kids to Jesus Christ. How does this help me bring my children to Jesus Christ? How does this serve that purpose? And when I say uh, a cliche, it can be just a little saying. Um, and I know people don't like breaking spiritual things down into something cliche because they believe that it actually lessens what that is. But the purpose here is so it is something that will ring in the back of your head when you are doing your day-to-day things in your life. And it's something that you will be, you can constantly remember. Um, and so um, it, when, when you are on a detour, you know, how does this bring my child to the feet of Jesus Christ? Right. Um, what kind of job should I have? How does this bring my children to the feet of Jesus Christ? Where should I go to church? How does this bring my children to the feet of Jesus Christ? Um, What kind of curriculum should you use? How does this bring my children to the feet of Jesus Christ? You get angry at your your wife or your husband. How does this bring my children to the feet of Jesus Christ? Right. And when you ask that question and you answer that question in those terms, um, maybe you still get angry at your husband, but you handle it completely different. Maybe you wait until, you know, a more opportune time to bring it up. Who knows? Um, But it changes what you do on a day to day, minute by minute basis. And you that's the reason why you need to kind of break that crazy goal down into something that is very easy to rehearse and just kind of talk through in your head over and over and over and over and over and over again. And if you are able to do that, it will take away overwhelm. Um, It will give you more time. It will uh, give you confidence. It will uh, direct your paths. It will give you clarity in terms of what should you do next. Um, It will um, give you uh, uh, more love, right? More joy in what you're doing because you're actually on a path that you believe in. And people are going to see that as well. It gives you a better testimony because it's not like you're drudge, you know, you're in drudgery going through. You're like, you know, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And so these goals are really important to try to set up in your life. And I think one of the things that I talk about a lot is intentionality in what you're doing. Well, that's what's happening here when you're setting up these goals. And a well-constructed goal is not going to be, I just want to bring my kids to Jesus Christ and nothing else. A well-constructed goal is going to be worked through 
in a lot of different areas. You're going to have the crazy layer and then you're going to have this concrete layer. I know that I have achieved this when I see this or I'm on my path, the right pathway. And then you're going to go through, okay, because I have these things, what does that look like? And so you're going to break that down and what can I control? And then you're going to break that down into what kind of habits, what am I going to do every single day? And it's really, really important that you don't take these things for granted, that you ask the questions, that you approach every element of your life with purpose in mind. Um, again, that is that is one of the main purposes of the Heart School class is just to, to give you a lot of instruction on what is foundational and then to walk you through evaluating every decision that you make along the way, actually with your spouse. Um, to to make sure that you all are setting goals that are wise, goals that are that are good for your children and good for your family, and that are in line with what God has called us to do. But then also to give you the structure to implement those and to see the fruit and to really get the encouragement that comes when you see that happening day in and day out. So I hope that this has been. Um, a help to you to, to really challenge your thinking on things that you may take for granted otherwise. Yes. And I think that you should, I, I would encourage everybody to take time with this. Um, I, I think that uh, we had some things written down, but we didn't have everything written down as our kids were growing up, but we had this goal and we worked through these things in our own heads and we talked about them on a regular basis. And even when we were trying to decide whether or not we were going to homeschool, this is the pathway that we went down when we were trying to decide to homeschool. These are the things that this, this, the, these goals and this kind of structure to, to goals was what directed our decisions as our kids were growing up. And even now, we are going through these elements when we're trying to make decisions. Yep. Yep. And so I really challenge everybody to actually spend some time to work through this with your husband or wife and talk about these things. And when you're trying to make a decision, that promotion comes up. Do you take the promotion or not? Consider it in light of these goals. When you're trying to decide whether or not you're going to sell your house, consider it in light of these goals. When you're trying to decide on any element, buy that new piece of furniture. Think about it in terms of these goals and how you are going to work through it. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.